Hello, this is Andy, and you're listening to Federal Andy. When I was growing up, I used to enjoy watching reruns of Perry Mason on television. Where I lived, they would always air Perry Mason on weeknights right after the news. The news was at 10 o'clock, ran until 10.30, and then Perry Mason came on. During the summer, when I wasn't in school, I was able to stay up and watch TV, and I usually caught Perry Mason. I really loved the way things all came together at the very end. Sometimes you could figure out ahead of time who the murderer was, but not always. There were twists and turns that sometimes would keep you guessing. and. You knew in the end, whoever it was that did the deed would be on the stand and Perry would break them down and they would admit to it. So these little legal things that are going on right now are kind of interesting. And in some of these cases, we know about as much of the facts as we did watching an episode of Perry Mason. But sometimes we have access to additional facts and the actions, the experts, I guess you could call them, are taking to pursue an investigation and to get testimony and to prove their point seems irrational. So let's talk a little bit about this thing with Jim Jordan and Mark Pomerantz and Alvin Bragg because I can't quite figure out what Jim Jordan is trying to accomplish here. It doesn't seem to make sense to me. And I'm going to guess that there are others out there who probably kind of wonder what the heck he's trying to do also. So, I'm going to kind of walk through this and see if maybe we can determine what might be going on. If you're interested in hearing a little more about this or maybe figuring it out with me, stay tuned. Episode 160, Jim Jordan's Traveling Circus of Fools. Before Alvin Bragg was the District Attorney of New York County, New York, there was a man by the name of Cyrus Vance in that position. And 
Cyrus Vance, he I think often went by Cy, opened an investigation into Donald Trump. And he announced that he was going to retire. But everybody felt pretty certain that he was going to make sure that this investigation into Trump was at a point where it could be basically put on autopilot for the rest of the uh, time needed to finish the investigation and file charges. So the guy that followed Vance into the position of district attorney is a man by the name of Alvin Bragg. There was also a prosecutor by the name of Mark Pomerantz, who apparently was involved in the investigation during the Cy Vance days and continued with the investigation after Alvin Bragg took office or took over the position of district attorney. At some point, Alvin Bragg indicated that he might not go forward with the investigation into Donald Trump. And specifically, the investigation that they were looking into was the hush money payments that were paid by, I guess I should say allegedly paid by, Donald Trump or his campaign or people working for him under his direction. Um, hush money payments paid out to an adult film star by the name of Stormy Daniels to keep her from going public regarding an affair that the two purportedly had back in 2006. And I don't know if you could really call it an affair. It's my understanding it was basically a one-night stand. This was back when Donald Trump was married to wife number three, Melania. And I think she had just had their son, Baron. So she probably was not too interested in <laughs> having sexual relations with, with Donald, I'm guessing, at that point. And he was, I think, in another state. I think he was in California, maybe. And Stormy Daniels is pretty, and what the heck. But he was running for president at this point, and he didn't want her to say anything that might ruin his chances of becoming the president. So a scheme was concocted to come up with money to pay her for her silence. And so Pomerantz and another prosecutor who had been working on this case felt pretty certain that they had a solid case against Trump. But Alvin Bragg 
wasn't so certain. He wanted to maybe take a little more time, look into it a little bit more, see if they could come up with some more evidence. And because of this apparent reluctance to proceed with this case, the uh, prosecutor, Pomerantz, and another prosecutor resigned. And when they resigned, they did it rather publicly and let it be known that they were doing it because they felt that the state of New York had a very strong case against Donald Trump and that for whatever reason, Alvin Bragg wasn't going to proceed with it. So I kind of understand all of that. I understand that Bragg is new to the office and maybe he did want to take more time for all of the cases. I mean, he basically had everything that was going on kind of dumped in his lap. So I can see where it would take him a little bit of time to go through each case and kind of take a look at it. And maybe since he was the one that was going to be prosecuting them at that point, wanted to have a little more time to make sure that he had everything that he needed. My dad used to refer to that as making sure they had all their ducks in a row. So, so Jim Jordan is a Republican from Ohio and he chairs the House Judiciary Committee. And he's decided that he wants to have a chat with this guy named Pomerantz. Because Pomerantz wrote a book after he resigned from the district attorney's office. And Jim Jordan apparently read the book. Who knew he could read? <laughs> um, but he says that some of the things that Pomerantz wrote in his book suggest to Jordan that there is political motivation in prosecuting Trump on Alvin Bragg's part. So I guess what I don't understand is if Bragg has some political motivation to prosecute Donald Trump, why would he not have just gone gung-ho after Trump the minute he became the district attorney? Why would he have kind of slowed it down? Or Some people say that the, that the investigation was basically closed, that it wasn't going to go forward. Others have said that Bragg just needed some time, and it kind of got put on the back burner for a little bit. Uh, Bragg kind of indicated that it had always been open, but they were, and that they were still working on it. I, I don't know. But it seems to me if you're going to go after somebody and it's politically motivated, you're not going to come into office first thing and tell the people who are working on the case, we're going to slow down on this and a little bit. I, I need some time. To the point where they're so frustrated, the prosecutors who've been working it are so frustrated, they resign. Wouldn't you think Bragg would have called him in and said, hey, I'm not, I'm not 
ending this investigation. I just need some time to look into it. It's not going to be closed. It remains open. We're going to continue to work on it, but there's some other things that I need to look at as well. Just need a little time here. I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. So apparently the um, this Pomerantz um, was a federal prosecutor for a long time before he went to the Manhattan District Attorney's Office to investigate Trump. And as a federal prosecutor, he would have handled things like um, RICO cases and organized crime, mobster stuff. Um, I think he even was the person who prosecuted uh, mob boss John Gotti. That's kind of a big deal. So Pomerantz has had a lot of experience in this, and it seems like he would probably be well positioned to investigate somebody like Donald Trump. So uh, the whole thing that, that doesn't make sense to me is Pomerantz and this other prosecutor who resigned did so out of frustration because they felt like they had a very strong case against Donald Trump. And it was Alvin Bragg that kind of said, we're going to slow this down a little bit. So it would seem to me that if you're trying to prove that someone is politically motivated to go after Donald Trump, the last thing you would want to do would be to get the testimony of the prosecutor who had come to the conclusion that Trump had committed crimes and needed to be prosecuted. Am I not getting this? Is there something that I'm missing? If anything, it seems that you would want to find someone who had some knowledge of this case that felt like there really wasn't anything there. <laughs> but instead, you're going to go after the testimony of someone who felt like, yeah, we've got a pretty strong case. Let's go after this sucker. Let's get him. And that was um, that was kind of the whole point between Pomerantz and, and Bragg. Um, Bragg was apparently not excited about pursuing charges against Trump. And Pomerantz felt like they had some uh, pretty strong evidence to go after Trump. So you're going to call in the guy that felt like they had a case. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it doesn't make sense to me at all. So um, at any rate, I really think that it is more of a show than anything else. 
Jim Jordan does not seem to be very well prepared to do this kind of a job. He doesn't seem like he's very well prepared to chair the House Judiciary Committee, number one. And during his tenure in the House of Representatives, it's my understanding that Jim Jordan hasn't really introduced any legislation or really done anything constructive. He's just a loud mouth who puts on shows for the camera, basically. <laughs> so um, it'll be interesting to see how this all uh, all works out. I believe that the um, um, I believe the interview is supposed to happen in May, if if I'm not mistaken. So uh, we'll see how it goes because it seems like Pomerantz is going to be the party that is certainly better prepared to address this situation compared to Jim Jordan. If Jim Jordan's actually the one that's going to be asking the uh, questions and everything. But uh, it'll be interesting to see how, uh, how that all works out. So the, the whole thing was that, that when the House Judiciary Committee um, decided, uh, based on, I think, Jim Jordan's suggestion, that they wanted to subpoena this former assistant district attorney, um, Bragg initially said uh, no, because he felt like this is an issue with New York State and that Congress doesn't have any role to play in this. And, of course, he doesn't want a bunch of information being given out to a member of Congress, namely Jim Jordan, who is a very strong supporter of Donald Trump's and possibly having that information leak to Trump. So um, when uh, Jordan wanted Pomerantz to appear for a deposition, as uh, this committee is allegedly com conducting oversight of, of Alvin Bragg's conduct, as the district attorney, um, Jordan said in a, in a statement that, quote, Pomerantz's public statements about the investigation strongly suggest that Bragg's prosecution of President Trump is politically motivated, end quote. And the cover letter that was attached to the subpoena uh, said, uh, quote, in, in part, quote, Based on your unique role as a special assistant attorney, district attorney leading the investigation into President Trump's finances, you are uniquely situated to provide information that is relevant and necessary to inform the committee's oversight and potential legislative reforms. End quote. And Bragg uh, basically said that the uh, House GOP, which has control of the House right now, 
um, was continuing to attempt to undermine an active investigation into an ongoing New York criminal case and that they were campaigning. They had a campaign of harassment and intimidation, which was unprecedented by members of Congress in the past. And so anyway, a judge finally determined that Pomerantz could uh, testify. And apparently Alvin Bragg will have another attorney present during the questioning, during the deposition, that can step in and say that is inappropriate or, or whatever. So they're going to make sure that the information is not going to um, be provided to Jordan if it's not something that they want Jordan to know about, because it is an ongoing criminal case. And Jim Jordan does have close ties to Donald Trump. Do you think for a second that if Jim Jordan gets his hands on some juicy little morsel that Trump may not be aware of that the district attorney in uh, New York County knows about? Do you think he's going to hesitate to let Trump know that they've, they know something? Yeah, I don't, I don't think so at all. And let me make it really clear here that the Department of Justice is very likely investigating Jim Jordan. Jim Jordan has been a very close um, confidant, very close supporter of Donald Trump. And as far as that goes, how about Kevin McCarthy, the uh, Speaker of the House of Representatives? Um, both of them have knowledge about the attempt to overturn the 2020 presidential election results on January 6, 2021. And, uh, you know, uh, both Jim Jordan and Kevin McCarthy had direct communication with Donald Trump on January 6th while the insurrection was happening. So there may be ulterior motives for Jim Jordan to be doing these investigations. One of them, I think, definitely is to deflect public attention from the fact that Jordan has himself not been cooperative with Congress, because if you will recall, in the previous Congress, Jim Jordan was subpoenaed to appear before the January 6th special committee that was investigating the uh, actions on January 6, 2021, and Jordan refused. He did not abide by the subpoena. Now he's issuing subpoenas that he expects people to have respect and abide by them. Really? What did, <laughs> come on, you know, give me a break. Seriously. Um, 
so I think there's a lot going on here, but I, I really don't understand what Jim Jordan is hoping to accomplish by this other than deflection, distraction. Because if he deposes Pomerantz and Pomerantz is basically going to say, yeah, we've got the goods on Trump, he's guilty, and not provide any specific information they didn't already public knowledge, what does Jordan gain? I'm not really sure. And if anything, it would seem that Pomerantz, having resigned from that office because he felt like Alvin Bragg was not going to pursue this, only proves it's not politically motivated. I don't know. Maybe I'm just missing something that's obvious here. Maybe I am trying to find something rational out of a situation that is completely irrational. But they're making a big deal out of it, and um, I just don't really understand what they hope to gain by any of this at all. So we'll have to see what happens, but uh, that's one of the big things in the news right now, and uh, it'll be interesting to see what, if anything, they are able to turn up during this uh, deposition of Mark Pomerantz. So to kind of sum this all up, when the House Judiciary Chair Jim Jordan wanted to depose Mark Pomerantz, he wanted to do it immediately, like right now. So the Manhattan District Attorney's Office had to file um, a motion to um, block that deposition. And they were successful in, in doing that. And then in the meantime, the Manhattan District Attorney's Office and the House Judiciary Committee came to an agreement that allowed the former prosecutor, Mark Pomerantz, to be deposed. And that is going to happen, I believe, on May 12th is is the last date that I've heard. And um, the stipulation is that the deposition will occur with a representative from the district attorney's office present during the deposition and someone that can put a stop to questioning that they feel is inappropriate. So the statement from the Manhattan district attorney's office was, quote, our successful stay of this subpoena blocked the immediate deposition and afforded us the time necessary to coordinate with the House Judiciary Committee on an agreement that protects the district attorney's privileges and interests. We are pleased with this resolution, which which ensures any questioning of our former employee will take place in the presence of our general counsel, 
on a reasonable, agreed-upon time frame, end quote. And in response, the um, uh, a spokesperson for Jim Jordan said, quote, this evening the Manhattan District Attorney's Office withdrew its appeal in Bragg v. Jordan. Mr. Pomerantz's deposition will go forward on May 12th, and we look forward to his appearance. End quote. That was from Russell Dye, who has been a longtime spokesperson for Jim Jordan. So I uh, still don't really see the point because Pomerantz felt like they had a good case against Donald Trump. So how is Jim Jordan going to prove that Alvin Bragg is politically motivated to prosecute Donald Trump with a prosecutor who also agrees Trump is guilty and should be prosecuted. Does this make sense to anybody? This is like, this is the wacko world of Republican Party governance or legislation, legislating, whatever. They just seem completely inept and there are so many things that they should be doing right now besides this garbage, which to me is a huge waste of taxpayer money. We've seen the checks. We know that Donald Trump is a liar. Anyway, I don't know. I kind of feel like Jim Jordan and some of these other Republicans know what they have done, allegedly, and they know that they're in big, big, big trouble because the Department of Justice is coming after them. Jack Smith is coming after them. I mean, good grief. He just uh, deposed the vice president, the former vice president, Mike Pence. You are getting real close to the top guy, and I guarantee you, if if they're that close, they probably already have enough on Jim Jordan. Kind of wonder why they're not just beginning to charge as they are prepared with the evidence they need. Why don't they just start charging these people? It seems that they're waiting until it's all ready to go. And then they're just going to bombard everybody at one time with with everything. Anyway, um, I think Jim Jordan is sneaky. I have read a lot of his tweets on Twitter. They're all misleading, and that's a nice way of putting it. But they're not honest. They're not accurate. So we'll see where this all goes. But if you can figure out... Another angle to this, I would love for somebody to post something on uh, Twitter and uh, tag me in it so that I can see it because I I sure don't understand what Jordan is attempting to accomplish taking this route. I mean, I understand what he wants to do. He wants to prove that this stuff against Trump is a witch hunt which I just don't see any way that it possibly could be. So anyway, I guess we'll find out eventually, hopefully sooner 
rather than later, but it should be very, very interesting to see what Pomerantz has to say on the 12th. And I suspect that Jim Jordan is going to walk away from that deposition with his tail between his legs. That's it for this episode. I appreciate your time as always. I realize your time is very valuable and I am grateful for the time that you spend listening to Federal Andy. The next podcast should be tomorrow, which is Monday, but I can't guarantee it. It might be Tuesday or Wednesday. I have a lot going on this coming week. I'm still trying to get stuff done around the house and it takes three times as long as it should. And I keep getting things thrown in my path that make me have to take detours, which just eat time. At any rate, have a great Sunday afternoon and evening and a great day on Monday, unless you have other plans. And I'll talk to you again very soon. Thank you for listening. I would be grateful to you if you'd subscribe and share this podcast to let your friends and family know about it. You can also find me on Twitter at Federal Andy, and I'd be really grateful if you would follow me. I usually follow back. Be happy, safe, and healthy, and I'll hopefully be talking to you again next week. Thank you.